Welcome back. You are listening to that one sports podcast. You already know who it is. It's your boy, Mitch Wilson in the building. I know, I know. I am so sorry. I am back. Got sick for a little bit. Had a cough. When you're coughing, you can't speak. And if you speak, you're coughing, right? I had something what some people are are referring to as like the 100-day cough. Felt fine. Every time I talked, I was coughing. But I am absolutely so hyped to be back on the podcast. Please, if you haven't, like, subscribe, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at That One Sports Podcast. Got a great show for you today. Oh, yes, we do. We got first on the docket. You know, it's been a minute, so we got to talk about them dang Missouri Tigers getting it done, having a, some would call, magical season. Okay, we're also going to get into the college football playoff and the championship game of Michigan and Washington. And, you know, the absolute most exciting weekend and the NFL is upon us. I will be previewing Super Wild Card Weekend, all games. I will give you my winners. I'm so excited to be back. And with that being said, let's go! Missouri football. You could not ask for a better season. A better stepping stone for Coach Eli Drinkowitz. If you would have asked any Mizzou fan before the season started, will you take 11-2 and and beating Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl? There would not be one Mizzou fan that would say, nope, that's not good enough. The way the Tigers navigated through the season, I will say it was a very successful season. I was a little disappointed in the two losses that we had just because with how good they were this year and how well they played, to lose to LSU in the way they did, and also to go into Georgia and that be a close game and pretty much you know, lose that in the fourth quarter, that was rough. But despite that, Mizzou and Eli Drinkowitz had an absolutely fantastic year. So let's talk about the Cotton Bowl. The Cotton Bowl was a low-scoring affair. And I will be completely honest, I was very, very frustrated with the Tigers' offense in the first three quarters of that game. And I don't know if it's because we were playing Ohio State and just, if you know as a Missouri fan, Missouri, especially the football program, very rarely has an opportunity to play a blue blood like Ohio State. And when you know what type of offense that we have with Cody Strader, Brady Cook, Luther Burton, and a host of other receivers that are absolutely dogs, the way they played in the first half, first three quarters, was just unacceptable. It was so bad, my wife would not even come downstairs to watch the game with me. Because for whatever reason, I was so into this game that I was... Yelling more than I normally ever yell, ever. And so after the first probably five minutes of that game, she saw how I was going to be. She was upstairs. She said, yep, I'm just going to stay up here. He's just too much. But let me tell you, thank you to the Mizzou defense because they absolutely balled out. Now, I will say 
I will say Ohio State on the first or second drive did lose their starting quarterback. Side note, by the way, if you're a quarterback, why in the heck are you wearing 33? That is the dumbest thing ever. Anyways, Mizzou, Mizzou balls out on defense. Granted, again, Ohio State does lose their starting quarterback on the first or second drive of the game. However, you are Ohio State. You have a plethora of four and five-star recruits at your disposal. And the way Missouri's defensive line absolutely just manhandled Ohio State was a thing of beauty. And the thing that I could not believe that happened in the first quarter, which is literally beyond my comprehension, Mizzou sacks Ohio State's quarterback inside the five-yard line. It is clearly a fumble and and a clear recovery by Missouri. And the rest rule on the field that... It was a fumble, but it was recovered by the quarterback. Okay, what were you looking at? Because that's just a bold-faced lie, because that's exactly what not happened. It was clearly recovered by Mizzou. So not only shame on the refs, where's the booth review? Why That was clearly a fumble. Once he hit the quarterback, the ball came out, and Mizzou recovered. So the fact that that was missed, which I'll tell you what, between college and the NFL, the officiating this year, to be honest, has been very below average. So, but in the game, in a bowl game like that, that could have been the difference in the game. And the fact that that didn't get called and maybe it was egregious enough for the refs on the field to make that call. But even the booth, the officials in the booth can't, you know, signal down to them. Hey, hey, uh, uh, we need to look at that again. At least, at least look at it. I mean, but it was clearly a fumble. So like that could have been the biggest difference in the game. Luckily, however, it did not change the outcome of the game because Mizzou's defense balled out for three quarters. And just when you think Mizzou could not throw the ball down the field, Brady Cook dropped back to pass and hits true freshman Marquise Johnson for a 40-50 yard gain. Beautiful post pattern across the field. And it was absolutely, oh my goodness, okay, let's go. Missouri goes on to score a touchdown to make the score seven to three. And that drive was a 90, I think 91 yard drive that was that Mizzou scored on. And then the last Mizzou drive that they score on, it's a 90, 94, 95 yard drive. Cody Trader was awesome. Brady Cook was awesome. But there was one guy who had made an impact on the game. And arguably Mizzou, I'm not arguably, is Mizzou's best player. And that is Luther Burden III. Brady Cook throws an absolute missile to Luther Burden from like the five or four yard line. Play action. Sticks in the belly of Cody Schrader just enough for the linebackers to freeze and sit to come up and throws an absolute missile to Luther Burden. How that ball got through the Ohio State linebacker hands and not deflected enough to where it still literally went right into Luther Burden's gut and he catches it. That is elite level focus by Luther Burden because a lot of times when a, a DB or anybody gets their hands on the ball, especially like like they're going to catch it, that is going to somehow change the trajectory of the football, plain and simple. 
And the fact that it did it and he still was able to catch it was absolutely amazing. And what does Luther do? He gets into the end zone and gives him the LeBron. Ha, I'm that guy. I tell you what, Brady Cook, Luther Burton III, Cody Schrader absolutely played great. And it's really great for the state of Missouri because all those kids are from the St. Louis area. Mizzou's offensive line finally, when they needed it the most, knuckled up and played well in the fourth quarter to finally give Brady Cook some time, open up some more holes for for Cody Schrader. And that Mizzou defense, let me tell you, them boys wasn't playing no games. They didn't care that, that it was Ohio State. Because like Eli Drinkwitz said, Ohio State's a blue blood. They've been given everything. We forged our brotherhood in the forest. And let me tell you, that defense sure as heck played like it. I don't think I have, in recent memory, seen a defense that was just flying around so fast, defensive line so dominant. I mean, I mean, you got to go back to, you're gonna have to go back to 13 and 14 last time Mizzou won the SEC championship. I mean, the defensive line was just absolutely amazing. The whole defense played great, and the fact that we were able to do that against a team like Ohio State, basically, a put some respect on our name, it was perfect. This was a magical season for Mizzou. It was a great stepping stone for Eli Drinkwitz and the program. I will say, though, Mizzou loses their defensive coordinator and Blake Baker. That is a blow. But I'll tell you what. In my opinion, I think that they should just promote from within, promote DJ Smith to defensive coordinator. He was co-defensive coordinator until they gave it to Blake Baker this last year. And so I think that it should be DJ Smith because you want to keep the continuity and you want to keep the same scheme because the guys that the defensive guys you have for your scheme is what you need. If you bring in a whole new different scheme, there's a possibility that the guys you're bringing in or the guys that you have are not fits for your scheme. So I really hope that they just promote DJ Smith. So we'll see what happens. If you'd have asked any Mizzou fan before the season, 11 and two with a win over Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl, every Mizzou fan would have said yes. And it was amazing. I will say now, just a quick preview for next year. The schedule is out, and with the type of schedule Mizzou has, I expect them to be in the college football playoff. With who, they, who they're bringing in recruiting-wise and through the transfer portal, I don't have time to go through all that right now, but the guys they are bringing in and the guys that are staying at Mizzou, you still have Brady Cook, you still have Luther Burden, you still have the true freshman Two freshmen, Marquise John, Mookie Cooper decided to come back. Everything is in place for if Mizzou, if Mizzou plays to their potential, they should be in the 12-team playoff. And as a Mizzou fan, I am so excited. Eli Drinkwitz, congratulations on an amazing season. I hope this is just a stepping stone for you and the Mizzou football program to become, to step up to that next level. And I cannot wait for the 2024 season. Sticking with the clubs, let's talk about this national championship game, Washington and Michigan. Michigan gets the dub over Washington, 34-13 in a absolutely dominating fashion. 
Michigan starts the game. Their first score of the game comes on a 40, 40 push yard touchdown run. And then you're thinking the only way that Washington can win this game is if they can stop the run. And they did not stop the run. Michigan ends up going for over 300 yards in this game. Michigan has two running backs go for over 100 yards. Blake Corm, 21 carries, 134 yards and two touchdowns. And Donovan Edwards, six carries, 104 yards and two touchdowns. Donovan Edwards started the game off hot. That uh, Michigan's first score, he had a 40, a 40, 40 push yard run, and then the next series he broke another forty push yard run for a touchdown. So I mean, for him to have six carries and over hundred yards, he was absolutely getting chunk plays. And Blake Corm is going to do what Blake Corm does. He's been their their feature back all year. You know, he carries the rock twenty one times for one hundred thirty four yards, averaging over six yards a carry. And two touchdowns as well. Once you realize that Washington could not stop throwing, you knew that this game was was basically over. Unless Michael Penix Jr. and Adunze and those receivers could get it going. And for whatever reason, they just could not get it going. Michael Penix Jr. from the beginning of the game was consistently missing high. I don't know why. He has not done that all year. He's been pinpoint accurate to a T. So for him to be coming out like that and in the national championship game and consistently missing high was not good for Washington. And then they just did not execute at a high level. Michael Penix also uncharacteristically has two picks. I don't even know if, if he's thrown two picks in the game all year. He's been that good. So that Michigan defense was absolutely devastating. The uh, Michigan defensive in 55, man, I don't know his name. A true sophomore was an absolute game record. Don't know his name, but he's going to be an absolute beast for Michigan next year. This was just a very dominating win by Michigan. And I will say, I think if, if Michael Penix Jr. is not a tick off all game, basically, he, he's a, he's, he was a tick off all game. Constantly missing high. He even missed a Dunze wide open outside the numbers that would have possibly scored a touchdown or been a big, you know, chunk play for, you know, 40, 50, 60 yards. And he overthrows them. Like, I have not, I've seen multiple games of Washington this year, and I had not seen Michael Penix Jr. miss that many times all year. So I don't know if it was nerves or whatever it was. Maybe he had something going on, maybe some type of injury that we were not aware of. But for him to not have that accuracy killed Washington because they weren't able to hardly sustain any drives. But again, Michigan gets the win over Washington, 34-13. Also, J.J. McCarthy balls out. Now the big question, is Jim Harbaugh staying? Is he staying? There's a lot of speculation that he's going to be going to the NFL. It'll be interesting to see. So, because if he leaves, I mean, you, you got to think the offensive coordinator who was who stepped in for him for Coach Harbaugh while he was serving the suspension. You would you would got to think that that's going to be the next the next head coach at Michigan if Jim Harbaugh decides to leave and go to the NFL. So switching gears to the NFL, the most exciting. Weekend in the NFL, Super 
Wild Card Weekend. Now, I'm not going to go in order because, you know, I got to talk about my Chiefs first, okay? Got to talk about the Chiefs-Dolphins first. This last week, the Chiefs did a smart thing and rested Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, Rasheed Rice. Chris Jones played only because he was a half a sack away from getting a million-dollar bonus, and he ends up getting that sack in the game. And so that was really good for Chris Jones. I was actually I was actually surprised that the coach left him in that long, but Chris wanted to get his money, and coach let him do it. And so he got that sack to get that bonus. Other starters, uh, LeJarrius Snead did not play. McDuffie did not play, which is good. So they basically got a bye week for the Chiefs. Now this game is going to be very interesting. Both teams start out the year very well and in the season disappointing. I will say I like the fact that the Dolphins are coming to Arrowhead because it's going to be so dang cold. I think the temperature, I think the game time temperature last time I checked was like two degrees. So we all know that, you know, those those hot weather teams don't like coming into the cold. So that'll be very interesting. I think if the Chiefs defense can play like they played last time, that they played the Dolphins early in the season, I think the Chiefs are going to be in good shape. The receivers have to step up and catch the dang ball, plain and simple. Isaiah Pacheco's healthy. He's gonna he's gonna be running running his behind off. If the Chiefs establish the run with Pacheco, the receivers catch the balls like they're supposed to. I think the Chiefs have a good chance to win this game. However, you do have Tyreek Hill coming into Arrowhead, and you should not take that lightly. This is a guy who wanted to play at Arrowhead earlier in the season, but then the game got moved to Germany. And he basically said it got moved to Germany because, you know, they didn't want him throwing up the peace on it, the peace sign in Arrowhead. So I really hope LeJerry Sneed and Trent McDuffie lock him down. I think Tua is not playing well. The offense is just not playing well. And also, you know, the, the Dolphins lost you know, their best defensive end in Bradley Chubb, that's going to hurt them. I think with how the Dolphins are playing and losing a couple key guys on their team, I think that bodes well for the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs have all have all their stars. They're, they're at home. And there's one thing I don't do is I don't bet against Patrick Mahomes at home in the playoffs. I got the Chiefs over the Dolphins at Arrowhead. Tyreek Hill does not get his revenge game, and goes back to Miami with his tail between his legs. Next game on the docket, we got Browns at the Texans. These two teams were pretty much a surprise, in my opinion, because you have the Texans, who had who had the second pick, I believe, in the draft, and drafted C.J. Stroud, and they also had another top five pick, and they drafted Will Anderson, defensive end out of Alabama. C.J. Stroud is that dude. He's finally proven to us that quarterbacks out of out of Ohio State can actually play in the league. He is playing phenomenal. The offense is playing well. The defense is playing well with Will Anderson at defensive end. But I tell you, the Browns defense is legit. I think they're going to absolutely be his toughest test of the year. And Joe Flacco right now is playing out of his mind. He is putting balls on Amari Cooper and them boys 
like I have not seen in a long time. He's made some throws in these last few weeks. So I'm just like, what? You know, so with a veteran quarterback in Joe Flacco with a good defense that the Browns have and the playoff experience that Joe Flacco has, I think the Browns figure out a way to get the job done and go into Houston and get the win over the Browns. Sunday's game. So the Chiefs Dolphins game and the Browns Texans game is taking place this Saturday. Now these next few games are going to be this Sunday. First game on Sunday's docket for the playoffs. You got the Pittsburgh Steelers at Buffalo Bills. There is absolutely zero reason why the Buffalo Bills should lose this game. On the other hand, I would not be surprised if the Buffalo Bills lost this game. Josh Allen is an absolutely great player, but his problem is consistency. He could throw two picks in a game and then the next game throw four touchdowns and no picks. Which Josh Allen are you going to get? The only reason why I think the Bills are in this position, it's not because of their offense and Josh Allen. It's because of how well their defense has been playing. You know, it's not very often that your quarterback can throw multiple interceptions in the game and you can still win that game. And that's happened on multiple occasions these last five weeks in the in the NFL for the Bills. Josh Allen has they haven't been winning because of Josh Allen. They've just been winning because of their defense. Now, I'm not trying to take anything away from Josh Allen. It's just he's just, he his play has just been very average to so below average. The Bills' defense is the reason why they're in the position that they are in right now. I got the Bills over the Steelers. However, it would not surprise me if the Steelers beat the Bills because Josh Allen goes out there and has two, you know, two picks and a fumble, and somehow the Steelers find a way to capitalize because you know the Steelers are a very well coached team. Mike Tomlin, in I believe his seventeenth season. To be a coach in the NFL and have coached 17 seasons and to never have a losing record is mind-blowing. That's how good of a coach Mike Tomlin is. That's how good they draft. I mean, that is just absolutely unheard of. 17 years, no no losing record. I mean, great for Mike Tomlin. Now, I do have the Bills winning, but I do hope the Steelers win. Because I think that would be hilarious. I think that it would be the most the most Josh Allen and Bills thing ever for that to happen this year. Moving on to the next game Sunday, we got Packers at Cowboys. This game should not be close because the Cowboys are at home. The Cowboys are an absolutely different team at home than they are on the road. When they're at home, they are world beaters. Offense plays amazing. Defense is elite. And they just absolutely kill people at home. Now, if they have to go on the road for whatever reason, they are a completely different team. You know, the Packers should be very happy with where with where they're at this year and being in the playoffs. Jordan loves progression at the quarterback position and what he's been able to do. You've been able to see him grow a lot this year. And the fact that they're in the playoffs is another indication that, you know, Green Bay has found their guy. And I think that he has progressed very well this year, but I just don't think that the Packers are going to have enough to beat the Cowboys. However, I will say again, I am picking the Cowboys to win this game, but I would not be surprised if somehow they figured out how to lose this game. Because let's just be real honest. 
the Cowboys shouldn't even be the two seed. That game against the Lions, that whole debacle of reporting eligible was an absolute joke, and the Cowboys are very fortunate and lucky to be the two seed. It should be the Lions, but, you know, somehow, you know, when when the Cowboys are playing at home, you know, they just get those type of calls. Maybe because they're America's team. I don't know. Again, I have Cowboys over Packers. Again, I would not be I would not be shocked if somehow the Packers found a way to beat the Cowboys. Last game, Sunday night of Super Wild Card weekend, we had the Los Angeles Rams at the D- Detroit Lions. This game I think is going to be very close. Also very interesting because you have Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford playing against their former teams, which they essentially traded for each other. And so I think the Lions are really good at home. But, man, Matthew Stafford, a healthy if, – if Cooper Cup is healthy, Puka Nakua in that offense, and Aaron Donald in the playoffs on defense. However, I think the Lions, Jared Goff, I think that he's good. But I think in these type of situations – I believe in Matthew Stafford more than I believe in Jared Goff. And I think that's the difference in this game. I think Jared Goff is going to make more mistakes than Matthew Stafford. And that's how the Rams will beat the Lions on Sunday night. But I will say, if Jared Goff plays well and is mistake-free, they could absolutely beat the Rams. Amase Brown... Jameson Williams. So the Rams better come ready to cover them too, because if you don't cover them, then this is going to be a long day for for the Rams fans. So, but again, I do have the Rams winning over the Lions because I believe in Matthew Stafford more than I believe in Jared Goff. And to wrap up Super Wild Card Weekend, we have the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Eagles travel to Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If I'm an Eagles fan, I'm very worried. Because you absolutely got rolled by the Giants, who are not even in the playoffs. However, you do have a championship caliber mindset because of the guys you have in that building and because what you've done last year. You have an uh, elite-level quarterback in Jalen Hurts. You have the offensively all the weapons. Okay, I will say I'm a little nervous about your defense. I definitely believe in the offense. I'm a little shaken in the defense. The Bucks. How about Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield going to the Bucks and getting them in the playoffs. How about that? Baker Mayfield, who I will say my wife is a. That's one of her favorite quarterbacks. I don't know why. Um, I I seriously think it's because of the commercials, but you know it is what it is. <laughs> Mike Evans. God winning them boys. Like I think they're going to be ready to play, but I think the Eagles figure it out, and I think they get it done against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I have Eagles over Bucks in the in the last game of Super Wild Card Weekend. So just to recap, Super Wild Card Weekend Saturday: Dolphins at Chiefs. I have the Chiefs winning. Browns at Texans. I have the Browns winning that game because I think Joe Flacco with the experience and the Defense of the Cleveland Browns, I think they figure out how to get it done. First game on the docket for Sunday, Steelers at Bills. I got the Bills. Again, wouldn't be shocked if somehow they lost that game. Next game for Sunday, Packers and Cowboys. 
I got Cowboys beating the Packers. Again, would not be surprised if somehow the Packers figured out how to win that game. Sunday night game, Super Wild Card weekend. We got the Rams at the Lions. I'm taking the Rams over the Lions because I believe in Matthew Stafford more than I believe in Jared Goff. In the Monday night to wrap up Wild Card weekend, the Philadelphia Eagles at the Tampa Bay Bucks. I have the Eagles. I think they will figure out a way to get it done against the Tampa Bay Bucks. However, I do think that that might be the only game they win in the playoffs unless they figure it out because the next team they would play would be far better than the Tampa Bay Bucks. Super excited. The most exciting weekend in the NFL is upon us. I tell you what, it feels so good to be back on the podcast. We want to thank you so much for listening. Hopefully when this is published, hopefully when you see that one sports podcast pop up, you're like, hey, I, I didn't go nowhere. Again, I apologize with, you know, with being sick and the holidays, but I am back every week putting out content because this is something that I love to do and hopefully you enjoy listening to me. And guys, please, please, please remember, be kind. Because everyone you meet is fighting a battle that you have absolutely no idea about. Until next week, fam. Peace. Go Chiefs.